bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to our dumb gay podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about all the dumb gay shit happening in the world. Like we're talking about reality TV. One month down yeah. already. It's not bad. Karma 24 flying by as predicted. Yep. It's literally going to be fucking Thanksgiving. Like, I swear to you, in like two weeks. That's what's going to Maybe not two weeks. Maybe a month. We're going to be at Thanksgiving. I can't take it. I, I have know. to say, though. The karmic gifts, they've been swift <laughs> and wonderful already. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's being, d- the cunty karma <laughs> is being divvied among all the trolls mm-hmm. lurking around the bridges of the world. <laughs> it's just happening. I, I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. Really? But I have to say, like... Thank you, Rosie O'Donnell. That's one. One. That's one. <laughs> I mean, that was on my actual birthday. Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird that I just out of the bl- like, and it really happens when you don't expect it. The thing is, you think that you you're going to get some sort of telltale or you're going to something's going to happen and it's going to be. Nope. Sometimes it's just a, a guillotine. Yeah. You know what I mean? A gift. A lovely gift. And then after that happens. I mean, I never would have expected to be literally going over the bridge and then the troll got oh, destroyed. Destroyed. There, so good. And there's so uh, <clears throat> many days left for the for the karmic cycles to complete. And they will. I do feel like they will. But it's been great. Mm-hmm. We got a couple packages, my man. I see. From yeah. two of our recent Patreons got talent stars. Okay. <laughs> I mean, mm. it's been Patreons got talent season two. Uh-huh. Well, we it's really first season was Patreon Idol. Right. Which was heavily focused on singing. Yes. Now Patreons got talent. We've opened it up. It's really been a little bit of everything. Yeah, it really has. It really has. I mean, unexpected things, fucking movie trailers, TV show things, music videos, people at shows, singing, karaoke, everything. Yeah. I mean, it's really fun. I'm sorry. It but is like, fun. Seeing what people are up to. You know what it is? It's fucking positive. It's a lot of people in the world. And everybody's the living world. their life. And it's yep. like nice to see. Sometimes we get bogged down in our own shit. It's great to see. I fucking love it. I love seeing what everybody's doing, and then to hear what they what happened. Then, then you get look, we get people right in, and they say, "Oh, in 2019 or 2018, this happened to me or whatever." And it's like, God damn, my head was so far up my fucking ass. Yeah, I didn't realize that during that same time that I was whatever I was doing, 
this person, this person, this person, this person. The death, medical shit, yep. kids, having a baby, getting married, any any not graduating school, yeah. a lot of loss. I and will say, just, oh my god, Goose is outside. Who let that fucker out there? You did. He's just over there running. <laughs> I think he must have snuck out. Oh, okay, okay. Uh huh. That's gonna end badly for us. He's gonna start bugging, and I think we know that. <laughs> I think there's one thing we know for sure: that here come in the next <laughs> few minutes, he's gonna start bugging on. Patreon's got talent. The whole point was that it's been lovely and wonderful yep. and human and connecting. Mm -hmm. The entire opposite of everything Facebook is and Reddit is, and we've loved it. And one of um, our Patreon's got talent stars, okay. Kelly Bond. Okay. Now, we love fucking Kelly, okay? She's been a Patreon member for years. She's on the Drug Dem Bulletin board with a famous fucking wrestler. Oh, She's uh -huh. legendary. Yes. She did a Patreon <laughs> idol last year where she did like Slipknot or something very aggressive, which and she did it very good. This year, she killed the game with her Patreon's Got Talent submission. Again, she loves a fucking like a death metal kind of mood. <laughs> That's great. She's a sexy dyke with a heart of gold. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Mama? I want to let you know. I'm trying to find out if she's single because if she is, I really think we need to do Patreon Bachelorette. Okay? <gasps> and get Kelly Girl some fucking roses. Like we could just, we could maybe. Oh. You know what I mean? My. We do have some. God. Some les, some non-bind, some bi, some gender all of, qua, yeah, all of the anything. Anyone the who feelings. would date a uh, person who identifies as a lesbian, if you'll date I mean, someone who's a butch dyke. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Now I don't know what are the things. There's some things they just do. We just like connection, or we just were oh, like I'm demi mexual. Yes. <laughs> right, I am omni. Like I am literally like whatever. I am on board to do a thing. All right, Kelly, Kelly girl, Bond. Kelly now, Bond girl. She might not be Kelly Bond girl. She might not be single. Well, let, so well we wanna, will find out. So, but if she is, we could do a thing where we. I love it every week. You know Absolutely what I mean? Absolutely love so it. See, so now Kel there hasn't been a lesbian bachelorette, has there? No. Well, sorry we're so groundbreaking here. This is Patreon Bachelorette, my mom. Yes, Patreon yeah. Bachelorette. Not lesbian, because we're just doing But I'm saying people. in general. We're about people. Yes, we're about people. But the Bachelor or Bachelorette of hasn't had a gay one. Hasn't. Fuck so. that. I hated to even use Bachelorette in. But there's That's just, what's so funny about I, it. There was just no way. That's to, what's so funny. <laughs> She's going to come out there with her fucking bow tie and her fucking Argyle sweater vest or what because that's what she was giving yeah. us with She's her so patreon cute. like She's so lovely, lovely so supportive of us yeah if you're staying away from our patreon don't because we're about to do patreon <laughs> bachelorette i love with, it with cal dear brandy and julie as a fellow soft butch okay so we know she's <laughs> soft butch i have heaped plenty of praise upon julie in the past all of which is well deserved and still true she was the very first person I ever saw on TV that looked like me, and that was super inspiring and made me feel less alone in the world. Plus, funny and angry, my favorite combo. Well, thank you, Kelly. Well, I'm angry at Goose. I do appreciate. Um, I'm glad that my existence mattered. However, right. I would like to... It did. Yeah. And that's why representation matters. Yes. Even though it's like, oh, 
oh, you're a fucking diversity hire. If I hear that one more fucking time and punch someone in the fucking face. But like, yeah, that's why it matters. Yeah. There's little kids out there just being like needing some yeah, I mean some kind of, I know. True. There was I never fucking saw anybody. True. However, I would like to take this opportunity to heap some praise onto the other side. Of the podcast oh, table. Wait, wait me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the beautiful, intelligent, and ruthlessly funny Brandy side. She radiates head bitch in charge energy, and I don't use the B word lightly, but when one wears a crown, you must acknowledge a queen. Oh, that's How so nice. nice. I was not <clears throat> expecting that at all. I feel so seen. <laughs> I mean. Brandy, when I sent in my 2022 Patreon Idol submission, I was so touched that you remembered my postcard and the story about my wrestling fan friend, Vinny, who yeah, passed away. Yeah, it, it highlighted how thoughtful and compassionate you are. I mean, you're a badass to be sure. I would never want to be on the receiving end of your wrath. You don't, Kelly. You don't. <laughs> You seriously don't, because it seems Jeff yet. <laughs> because it it killed him. He, he couldn't hack it. <laughs> Could he? He couldn't fucking hack it. One, one time. Meeting. One time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank be, you, Kelly. <laughs> to be on the receiving end of your wrath because it seems swift, <laughs> intense, and brutal. <laughs> but when you do choose to let someone or something in, the depth of caring and kindness you possess is clear. That is true. That's so nice. Oh, my God. At the end of the first Patreon Idol season, Brandy said something to the effect of, look at what we did. We gave people a chance to put themselves out there and be seen. This could change someone's life. And at least in my case, you were 100% right. <laughs> that, that, that's me being beyond the pale. <laughs> <laughs> like, your lives are going to change. <laughs> Come on. With this Patreon, your lives are going to be completely changed. <laughs> Doing the first Patreon Idol reawakened my love of metal music. Submitting my shitty karaoke version of that Disturbed song and then having it played on the podcast legitimately <laughs> changed my entire trajectory. After that episode so aired, crazy, I it? decided that I wanted to actually take this seriously. I got an extreme vocal coach and I've been slowly but surely improving my skills. Oh my God! That is amazing. And then she submitted it and it was so good. It was really good. It like that. It was just good, but it was like... No, she that's a like a whole thing. Range. Yeah. I made myself a goal of getting into a band within six months of that karaoke submission, and I actually fucking did it. I harassed a local, previously instrumental crossover thrash band at every one of their performances until they let me join the band. And now I am the vocalist for the Portland metal band Thrash Course. We had our first show in November of 2023, and it went really well. The bar was tiny. We made zero dollars, but it was packed, and we got tons of positive feedback. Okay, wait. I am <laughs> dead. I am dead. I have died. I have died. It's crazy. All of it's crazy, but I'm definitely shook that she's in Portland. Kelly, you must have... We have so many... She she couldn't have been there. We did a Portland live show. We've done Seattle. We have... Craig and Jeremy and we have so many people we love in that area because Portland and Seattle are very connected. Mm -hmm. so they, you guys have must have reached out to Kelly. If you haven't, please do. We had to re talk about this on the Patreon. But I mean, the fact that she's in Portland now, that's like cat and so many people that we love up there. Wow. And if we go up and we do another live show up there, she can sing our theme song. Great. In that thrash way. <laughs> yeah, in her thrash Just way. Just be like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. perfect. And also we're going to do Kelly Bachelorette on Patreon. Fucking Kelly got to let us know if Actually, you're single. Kelly Bachelor. Kelly Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> the Bachelor. 
The Bachelor. Who's The Bachelor? She's I mean, soft, I do. The soft Bachelor. I do like the Soft Butchlerette. <laughs> soft butchlerette. What about The Butchlerette? Soft Butchlerette. Yeah. But How about the, the, butchlerette. the Butchlerette? That's it. How about The Butchlerette? Kelly, let us know if you're single. If you're not, we're fucking getting someone else. <laughs> Uh, I cannot thank you both enough for changing my life in this way. Even if something serious never comes of it, I got to perform the music that I love on stage, and it's all because of this podcast. Also, happy late fucking birthday, Brandy. On to the presents. In this box, you will find random office supplies I stole from work. That's as our well. favorite. That's what, uh, unbelievable. I can't, uh, love. Must give... You know, shout love. out to Ashley Ryder, who invented this game. We love uh, stealing from the man. I love... Stealing from your work. Yes. I don't care if you fucking work at Chipotle. Send us some fucking sauces in the packets. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking good. Send us... Steal from work. Send us batteries. So, so great. We love all of it. Mm. This is perfect. We don't even want anyone coming off their own cash. We only no. want people stealing from Only. Work. In this box, you will find random office supplies I stole from work, as well as two T-shirts from a silly, mostly vegan restaurant here in Portland called Hungry Tiger. Every time I pass that place, I think of you two, and I just couldn't go on another minute of my life. Hungry <laughs> tigers, bitch. The tigers are hungry. Without buying you some shirts, please don't take offense at the sizes. Of course, mine's going to be three bucks so that's mine. Oh I want gosh. the huge one. I know. They were absolute guesses. I skewed larger instead of smaller because I figured you could always cut them up, turn them into half shirts or whatever the fuck people do with T-shirts that are too big. I love that she said that. She's, she uh, is a thoughtful person. Yeah. Careful when you open and roll the shirts. There is a necklace in a glass jar for Brandy that my wife made. No, well, she's God not saying all it. We can't do the <laughs> Oh well, we need God, another butch. We need another butch. We need a butch for oh. Butch Lorette. Okay? I'm, so let us know. That's why she's so sweet. Yeah. God, I mean, honestly, that made me feel so good, what she said. So good. She's a crazy, talented, wire-wrapped jeweler. Of course, she's married to a yeah. some talented <laughs> just, jeweler. in Portland just being Doing art. Making things. I made a <laughs> necklace for you, my darling. <laughs> From found <laughs> Oh, my <goods>. darling. <laughs> I found these wire trappings in the room. And I made you a, a bracelet and a, a wonderful necklace, my darling. <laughs> um, she's working on metal smithing, too. Of course she is. So she keeps talking about how blow torches and shit, wow. which is very rad. Also in the box is some thrash course merch, a couple stickers and some pins that I made myself using fucking shrinky dinks like the goddamn 80s. Why did I assume... <sighs> Wow. Kel was single. Why are all the best catches <laughs> fucking taken? Well, I wish she told us her wife's name. We've got to put her and her wife on the board. Yep. Thank you again so much for everything you've given us, the family. It might not feel like it when you press record, but these podcasts are something we look forward to every week, and they've been a real lifeline for me, especially in times when I couldn't even listen to music because it made me too emotional. The 400 hours of Patreon podcasts were always there for me, and thank you so, so, so much for being the reason I rediscovered my love of metal. I will forever be grateful. Until next time, Kelly Bond. Wow. I am so touched, like... To the fucking... Like, to the core. Yeah. To the bone. To the bone. Okay, so... I don't regret for one second taking all the time with with Kelly. No. I really don't. Kelly Bond. I mean, she's a legend and... Ugh, I am just gonna bring this with me. I'm putting <laughs> it in my pocket. That really just made me feel so good and really so touched. Next week, we're going to do Kelly Condra. We're going to do Alexis Pumphrey. We're going to do Christopher Matoyer. Oh. Kelly Bond. I mean, when 
when life strikes our butch Lorette, she's lost for this for now, but we're taking oh. applicants. Yeah, if you're a butch Lorette. Maybe we do Ann Flora. Apply. She's butch. But we don't know if she has. That's true. Singles only. Singles only. <laughs> Okay, now it's time for Julie to get ragey and our last spoken word op-ed of January. Mm. I said a hip hop, the hipping, the hipping to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang bang bookie. Say up jump the bookie to the rhythm of the bookie, the beat. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. See, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello, but first I gotta bang, bang, the bogeys of the bogey say, up jump the bogeys of the bang, bang, bogey, let's rock. You don't stop, rock the rhythm that will make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. And the C-A-S-N-B-O-B. And the rest is F-L-Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix and these reasons of L-E-Y. You see, I six foot one, and it turns up on, and I dress to a team. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad. And I dress so viciously. Everybody go, hotel, motel. What you gonna do today? Say what? Because I'm a get a line girl and get some spanky drive off and get OJ. Everybody go, hotel, motel, holiday, in. All right, so this is our segment called Spoken Word Op-Ed, where one of us or a special guest has the floor to speak our mind on important events happening in the news right now. Some might argue that this entire fucking podcast is like a spoken word op-ed, and they would be right. The thing is that op-eds on news sites are usually by an expert or a passionate advocate with an opinion that may be different than the editorial board of said news site. That's why this is different, because in this case, it's Julie, who so far is the only one who's ever done a sp dumb gay spoken word op-ed, but we are accepting them at any time. <laughs> Anyone was happy, send one in. Yeah. We're going to fucking not less work if somebody sends one in. <laughs> and while Julie's opinion isn't necessarily different than mine on this subject, me being the other member of our editorial board besides her... Her opinion on the subject is certainly a fuck of a lot more informed than mine, and it is most definitely, probably, perhaps, and most likely, much more goddamn Goldman passionate. <laughs> so we are going to close out January with this spoken word op-ed. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we chose to do spoken word op-eds at the beginning of this year in January is because it's already with this last one that is entitled... The border and the bullshit. It's already evident that nothing is going to happen <laughs> in policy, mm. in politics, in Congress, on Capitol Hill, in the administration. There's nothing that's going to get done but election, 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 voting, primaries, polls, polls. Nothing's going to happen because of Trump and because of this election, and it's an election year. So this is why we did... The month of spoken word op-eds because it, it does appear that for the rest of the year, everything we do and say and discuss is going to be colored by the election that's looming yep. over the country. For sure. That will happen in November. Yep. So there's nothing we can do but lean in to discussing it. You know, for now, it's going to be Nikki Haley and Trump. <laughs> yep. 
After that, it's going to be Trump and Biden, and it's going to be hearings and Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and fucking election election and, and the well not right, exactly and rigged all of, stuff. all of it. So this is why we did this. Right, closing out our month long spoken word op ed series. <sighs> um, this one written by Julie Goldman with unnecessary and probably annoying interjections by myself, Brandy a motherfucking Howard. <laughs> They're not annoying. The border, the southern border, <laughs> immigration, immigration crisis. And All, the bullshit. And the bullshit. All words and phrases being thrown around, particularly by Republicans, to illustrate how the Democrats have utterly been useless at not only curbing the amount of immigration and people coming to America to claim asylum, but how they're handling these people once they show up at our borders. I love that movie, though, and so do you. Love. <laughs> like, it's love. Like so the love. I don't even care. So deep. It's, it's on so the level like a John Hughes it's movie. Beyond, it, it should be. It's higher than that. <laughs> yeah. Particularly Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California. There is a fight for the soul of immigration and the boots on the ground are at the border towns. We can all sit here and have a theoretical discussion about immigration and the importance of and the contributions by immigrants to this country, which is of course one of the things we all love doing in one hypocritical speech after another. Meaning regardless of which side of the immigration wall you fall at, the level of weaponizing and using and exploiting immigrant stories of the past or current, whether it's aggrandizing or pointing out the wonderful immigrants who have given us cancer research or science or the atom bomb or rocket fuel, or maybe you go the other way and you love to point out how Americans utterly destroyed and killed and murdered and raped all the Native American people or brought in slaves and have used immigrants for cheap labor in order for their factory farms to make more money than God. The conversations and distractions when it comes to immigration not only are used to fuel people's hate and fear and ignorance of other people coming in and taking their jobs and selling drugs and fucking their daughters, but also stoke an unrealistic and irrational acceptance of wanting to allow anyone who wants to come to America at any time for any reason without any documents or any direction. And then when they get here and are homeless or do revert to criminal activity, it becomes the city or state's fault. And why aren't we doing more to help people? I am not an immigrant. I would like to sell drugs and fuck your daughter. Your family. <laughs> Things I want right. to do. Uh, but yet we're all, we all have an immigrant story. My grandparents, my great-grandfather, <laughs> my father, my great-grandfather. My parents came here. Everyone's no, got so, it. so, so deep in the game. Everyone's got American it. American to the fucking... But they came from somewhere at some but point. And still then someone would love your daughter, bitch. <laughs> and there's many people <laughs> lining up for the privilege. <laughs> the immigration debate is so gross and unrealistic frustrating and dishonest and extreme and there's so many levels and layers but i'm going to focus on the border situation and the new immigration proposal so we can finally get an understanding of what actually and physically is going on so the steps that have been taken the steps that are being taken including the republicans campaign to impeach department of homeland security secretary alejandro mayorkas impeach because they say he has not only failed at his job, which is to basically be in charge of immigration and the border, but he's defied the Republicans' procedures. And between him and Biden, 
They're letting too many people into the states to run freely through the streets and sell fentanyl to your kids at elementary schools. I'm not kidding with that one. I heard that verbatim at a hearing two weeks ago. The truth of the matter lies somewhere smack in the middle of the wall, the Rio Grande, and the actual border towns and cities who are being flooded and overwhelmed by physical bodies trying to get into this country. Which we know is fucked up. Republicans have stopped or defied any proposal, measures, or executive orders that Biden has given them. They have turned their heels and blamed Biden and Harris and Mayorkas for allowing people to come in. And though this debate has been going on literally forever, just go to YouTube, click on even just bipartisan immigration deal. You'll see the same. You'll see the literal those words from 10 years ago. Yep. Basically, from day one, Biden tried to make a legal path for the immigrants who are undocumented or here illegally, as in already in the country, and that's 7.5 million people. The Republicans said no. They want to go around and continue the Trump deportations. Biden proposed four different reforms in 2021 alone. Republicans rejected every one of those, while pointing at the Biden administration for not doing anything and being soft on the border, a soft bush on the border. The truth is more on the side of Democrats wanting to find a humane solution solution to an inhumane crisis and Republicans have no problem being the monsters they are being utterly disconnected from humanity particularly when that humanity is not white and so we begin at the border the cities we see most on the news are based in Texas and Arizona the borders are so overrun by people, thousands and thousands of people every single day, the most we've seen in years. The border patrols are understaffed, overwhelmed, and being flooded with not just people walking up to the door, but imagine thousands and thousands of people who are scared and hungry and just went through all sorts of hell to get here, maybe with babies or multiple children. And also just standing oh. around. I don't want to walk into an area where hundreds of grown men are lingering around. And it does happen here in California, too, but we just, California is different than Arizona, mm -hmm. you know, obviously in Texas. But we have tried from the beginning, and we've talked to people from border towns, and I'm, I'm born and raised in California. I went to college in Texas, and I know all about it. But I, I mean, like, Mexican-Americans are, like, super close to my heart, and I'm, this is a touchy subject, the thing is, I know for sure that living in those areas is hard because now you're living amongst uh, an unhoused population because they don't have anywhere to go. And I know from living here that they're living amongst an unhoused population is tough and challenging. One thing I don't want to do is walk around with 200 men standing around. Women with babies? Now that's going to make me sad. Is that scary to me? No. That's sad, and that that's a different story. But 200 men standing and lingering in a group, I'm not really feeling it, I and gotta say. And it's more like 2,000 men. And it's, or the, but whatever, I, 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 and I don't 100% care what fucking color they are. Agreed. Men. It has nothing to do with that. No. So no sure man, no group of men, whatever their rate, whatever is, is nothing good's gonna happen with groups of men. No. Period. Get into it. Get into it. Or even if nothing it. bad's gonna happen, you can't. It's unsafe. You, you have to take away the feeling that that people in communities feel unsafe when they see that whatever again, race, color, whatever. That doesn't matter. It's it's grown men standing in a group with nowhere to go. Uh, and that situation creates an unsafe, unhealthy and toxic environment, not just the let's say 200 men. But now we're dealing with thousands of bodies 
bodies. Every single person involved, including the migrant and the American worker, are also traumatized. So now we have thousands and thousands of traumatized people working and living on the border. Then we have the people in the towns who are seeing their streets and parks being overtaken by, like you said, the unhoused or homeless people, basically. And when you have thousands of traumatized homeless people with nowhere to go leave garbage everywhere where do they even go to the bathroom how do they clean themselves it has become our responsibility now to take care of them and regardless how you feel about that that is a burden and we are now faced with the task of trying to handle that and handle it humanely at least half the country is anyway and now we're all fighting anybody weighing in who doesn't live in that area or has never experienced it, or even in the general vicinity, and there are quite a few people weighing in. Yep. I think without ever really putting yourself in the situation of how intense that is. Right. And now we're all fighting, and it seems half of our legislators, all they want to do is blame and not fix the problem. In Texas, the governor put up barbed wire along the Rio Grande because so many people were crossing the river and walking up into Texas. And there was nowhere to put anyone. So we put barbed wire up, created all kinds of barricades, which of course look horrendous and inhumane and cruel and mean and terrible. But at the same time, what are they supposed to do? At the same time, Republicans have blocked and rejected anything that the Biden administration has suggested or proposed. So the cycle is never ending. And I do believe Republicans want it this way. So they can lean into their hateful proposals and do all kinds of dirty, disgusting things. On the other hand... This is real, and this is a crisis. But it has been proven that Mitch McConnell just said... Yes. ...that we don't want to undermine Trump. That's right. Trump doesn't... Trump told all of his cronies in the House and the Senate, which is Congress as a whole, that he does not want the problem... Solved. Solved. And now, obviously, it will never be solved. But he doesn't want the problem even halfway solved in any way under Biden. Correct. So now all of the leaders in the House and the Mm -hmm. Senate, that's Mitch McConnell and fucking what's his name, Johnson. Mike Johnson. Have said, we're not, they go behind closed doors, they go, we're not going to undermine Trump. Right. So now they're, they are actively working to not help or facilitate any kind of solution. There's little solutions along the way. Many, 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 Mm -hmm. many little solutions. And Trump has made Congress all of the Republican Republicans in Congress um, incapable of even solving any yep. little thing unless you're perhaps Mitt Romney. Yes, and we'll get exactly. So in Arizona, like, for example, when we see images of the wall, the big, beautiful wall that Trump built, a, part, a lot of that is in Arizona. And he said that building that wall, part of the wall is going to keep people out. Well, the truth of the matter is coyotes or whatever you call them cut through the actual wall. That wall, they cut through it. They literally go there, cut through it, and push people through. Tell them what coyotes are, my mom. Um, that's like the people that the people who are trying to immigrate so they're pay human, them. They're human traffickers. Human traffickers. That go down and they tell families, very vulnerable women and children and men right. who want to protect their families that for a certain amount of money, they'll take them all the way through Mexico. Because, right. I mean, a lot of these things are happening in Central America. Yes. And they'll, they'll take them all the way up, and then they'll come into America, and they'll get them here. Right. Many of them die in it's trucks. All, uh, right. In very, it's very dangerous. Yep. That's what coyotes are. And they, and they also, in addition to that, are hugely responsible for identity theft 
here right. in America or maybe anywhere. I don't know. Maybe they steal identities all over. But I know that needs to be in America. So these people get social security numbers and driver's license and whatever. But even in the place where the big, beautiful wall is, they're finding ways to cut through the wall, climb over the wall, around the wall, under the wall. And keeping up with the amount of people finding ways to cross is an impossible task to keep up with. And yet, that's the task we have before us. Greg Abbott started busing people to New York, Washington, and Los Angeles in a defiant move to show us all how they can't handle the number of people that are pouring in through the border. I want to say... I did not have a problem with that. I feel like the problem that these these border towns, which you already said, they're bursting at the seams and they are taking the brunt while everybody sits while virtue signaling assholes, by the way, a.k.a. liberals, mm -hmm. Julie and I happily sit in that camp. We raise our fucking hand. You can't sit on your fucking high horse and ignore the 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 overwhelming amount that these communities are dealing with. We're not even saying that people coming over are bad or they're selling fentanyl to kids or raping and fucking your daughter. They're doing nothing but standing there, but standing there is too much for these towns and nobody else wants to deal with it. And I felt like busting them and spreading them out while they wait for their asylum hearings. I'm just saying my opinion I never had a problem with it. Certainly, there was a lot of there was a lot of vindictive behavior and dropping them off at Kamala Harris's door and all that stuff. I thought was gross. That's not taking human beings to a site where they can actually spend the night. Obviously, once you drop them off at Kamala Harris's door, now they're stuck on some in the middle of it's nowhere. It's that beyond. is ridiculous. But yeah. I don't think busing them out of no. an area that is overwhelmed and underserved and overworked is a bad idea. I don't. Right. It had they had the governors come together and come up with a plan and maybe all and worked with it together, it would actually be a great idea. But you're right. He did it. They do it out of spite. They do it out of vindictiveness. Um, and, you know, to, and to try and help the drained of all blood George Bush lookalike governor, Biden offered to send federal agents to the border to help with personnel and ease the burden. But Abbott said no and isn't allowing the government into Texas. He wants to continue busing and shoving people back into the river. And to make matters even worse, rather than focusing on ways to help with the border and figure the crisis out, Republicans have decided to try and impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Basically just laying blame and never looking for solutions. This has not been done for 150 years. The Republican-led Homeland Security Committee released articles of impeachment for Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, saying he defied the laws of Congress, he breached the public trust, and, quote, the results of his lawless behavior have been disastrous for our country. He said in part, empowered and enriched cartels, mass fentanyl poisonings, surges of terror watch list suspects, more criminal illegal aliens causing harm in our communities, and traumatized and exploited migrants will be Secretary Mayorkas's open borders legacy. So what they want to do is take a bunch of pictures of men standing around and lingering around all of the border towns in Texas, Arizona, and California. They're going to take a bunch of pictures and they're going to pin it all on the Democrats this entire year. We can look forward to the next nine months. That's of right. Very disturbing, upsetting photographs because that's all part of their PR plan yep. for Trump. That's Correct. all it is. It has nothing to do with caring about 
the fucking Rio Grande. No. Nope. Caring about border towns. No. Nope. Caring about immigrants. No. Caring about Venezuela. No. Nope. They don't give a fuck. No, this they is don't. all part of a PR plan yes. for Trump's election. Absolutely. And I do want to point out one of the things they're accusing Mayorkas of is... This is a literal thing. It's called his catch and release scheme, his scheme, that Mayorkas concocted a scheme to catch potential migrant or asylum seekers and then just release them back into America. Now, it's important to point out that none of this has been proven. And in order to impeach someone, they have to have committed high crimes and misdemeanors, which they will not be able to prove. Uh, he did because he didn't. If you're interested in a deep dive of these hearings, I'm happy to do it. But the general gist is that his impeachment is a witch hunt dare I, and a blame game and the cornerstone of the current Republican con group. The border crisis is probably the most realistic and tangible issue the Republicans have, and they savor it like the piece of meat stuck in your teeth that you just can't let go of. The more the crisis builds, the worse the Democrats look, and they love it. I just want to say, the hearing uh, starts today, and um, it's going to drag out and be awful, and out of all of the Biden's cabinet members. I mean, I would say my biggest disappointment is Merrick Garland, mm -hmm. but Alejandro Mayorkas is um, somebody that just speaking from my heart um, as a person who's the dumb of the dumb gay here, I go with my instincts. I'm happily uninformed half the time mm -hmm. and I'll just go, you know what? I just got to get a feeling from that guy. <laughs> I'm going to vote for him. And I w refuse to think somebody's a bad person if I don't think they're a bad person, no matter what they did and whatever, I like who I like and I go with my instincts. He's Alejandro Mayorkas is one of the, um, in my entire life, and that's seeing people in the public eye, but particularly people in politics. He is somebody, he's a father out of everyone we looked at in the cabinet. He's just, he is a special, special person. And his, pa his parents are actual immigrants. And that's why they're dragging him. I'm horrified this is happening to him. But I do want to say, like, watching this, he these hearings or whatever they do and say is going to be a particular uh, offense and insult to not only just democracy, just to truth. And if they drag this out... And they already have, have had two hearings. And they will. Yeah. But they'll drag it for the sake of Trump's campaign. Of course. Um... I really, really, really hope and wish and encourage the minute, and it'll probably never happen again in the history of the world, but if ever the Democrats have a major majority in the House and the Senate, that we impeach Clarence Thomas. Oh, good because one. Because he has done high crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah. He is a fucking liar. And he has done every bad thing you can do with his position and his mm -hmm. power. Yep. And we should impeach him. And not in a fucking, this is all fake, like impeaching Trump. Right. We know we're not going to get the votes. Let's all do this big dance. But it's so bad to do that to, to a person who is, this guy Alejandro Mayorkas, he's like Obama. He's clearly a good guy, and if you watch the hearings, you can you just it's like you said, just you use your use your common sense, use your gut. He it was I watched some of the first trial, I could barely get through it because of how 
absolutely disgusting the Republicans are and disgusting they are to him. And it was just like, this entire thing is a farce. And it's ironic because as the impeachment trial awaits and the borders are exploding at the seams and Republican governors all come together to promote their catch and release busing scheme, there seems to be a potential light at the end of the wall. What? In the form of the new bipartisan immigration deal. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so here's... We know it's not going to pass, but I will say this. Just like all the other theatrics, which is why they do these hearings, so that they can make their speeches, yep. so you can hear each side, how they feel, each senator gets their moment in the spotlight, blah, blah, blah. That's what this is going to do. This is going to make the Democrats, hopefully, force the Democrats to show their side, show what's going on, the problems that we face and how we're going to fix it. The Republicans will do what you said. They'll show pictures and say how horrible it is and blame, 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 blame. But this week, the ink is drying on a new bipartisan immigration reform bill that Biden has worked to get done and force these loser jackhole Republicans to make happen. He's been hitting his head against the wall since entering office, trying over and over and over again to get an immigration reform bill done in order to clean up the absolute chaotic and cruel mess that Trump's administration saw fit to implement. Even though it hasn't even reached the House floor or offices or eyeballs yet of the Speaker of the House, he's already made a statement that it will most likely be dead on arrival because Trump has already announced on Truth Social and his Republican hyenas telling everyone who will listen that they don't like the deal. They're not happy. It's not going to work. But most importantly, Trump himself said, we can't let the deal pass and help the radical left or help Biden's administration. Right. He wants all the crisis left for him so he can use it in his campaigning and then come and fix it. This is what we're dealing with. So the House is going to kill it. With that said, as much as I hate the Republican Party right now, and particularly the three people who are negotiating the deal with the Democrats, here's what's sad. The deal looks good. And once again, the only Republican to show any balls, Mitt, I put my dog on top of my car because I'm a greasy scumbag Romney, is the only one to say publicly that Trump yeah. trying to block this out of the gate to use for his political gain is, quote, appalling. So give that guy another dog to torture. Good for you, Mitt Romney. Good There's easy. many, 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 many facets of the bill. I won't go through all of it, but basically one of the major things the Republicans don't want is Biden wants to give himself or the president, let's say, the authority to shut down the border if it gets too overwhelmed. And they're calling base, like if it reaches 4,000 people a day, after that, they want to shut the border down and not let anybody else going in. So they're- In or they're, out. In or out. So they're doing things, there's there's a lot of like shutting down and and such things such as, there's also money uh, a lot- something Republicans would love. You'd think so. And you know what? I'm sure that they do love this deal, but they can't say that they do. There's all kinds of stuff revamping, people coming for asylum, how they're going to do it, making ports of entry, making putting more um, officers at the border, getting more judges, getting the system to go but faster. I do want to say it takes when someone comes in and Greg Guarino knows this, it, they apply for asylum. Many of them need it. We are no, in no way in this segment even discussing the reason people come here or judging it in any way. People need asylum. They're desperate for it. They're desperate for safety. But the thing is, in this country, particularly the United States of motherfucking America, you come here, you apply for asylum. If you're even granted to be considered, it takes two years minimum mm -hmm. to have a hearing. And in those two years, 
you live in this country and you're not allowed to work. Right. That is inherently and obviously to all of us with a fucking brain, a broken system. Now we have hundreds of thousands of people roaming around this country who are quote unquote not allowed to work. They're now having to illegally sell churros in subway stations. And thank God they even fucking do that. That's already somebody desperate to stay alive with a will to survive and a will to work. Many, many, many of the rest of them are pushed into a life of crime. What can you do? Well, you what can you do if you're not allowed to work? work and you're living on the streets? That's that is it to even just you guys must take that in like and that wasn't started with Biden. The problem that I'm telling you didn't be start with Democrats. This has been the way it is for years and years and years upon years upon years. So if there's any bill in place to even if it speeds up a year. They want to and by speeding up that also they he wants to put 14 billion dollars to for operations. And that's part of the problem, part why the system is broken. Hire additional asylum officers, border agents, immigration judges. Like, get, and that's, a, that's more jobs. So it's a win-win for everybody and, and every, every compromise seems to be met. It's a, to me, it all seems pretty fair, a good compromise and a start because right now the shit is fucked, there's a crisis, and you're not being honest if you say there isn't. The proposal is a way to is a way in to fix the entire system and rehaul how we even look at immigration as the amount of people surges every single day. I don't know if it'll work, but it looks like a pretty good start. We have to face the uncomfortable truth that we cannot accept everyone and our major cities are fucking overpopulated. We're not racist or white nationalists or against immigration if you want to see people handled in an orderly, compassionate, legal fashion. It's possible to be pro-immigration while protecting the interest and safety and health of the people who already live here. If I want to go work or move to another country, I can't just wash up on the shore and expect to be given a towel and a hot meal. And if I am expecting that, then I better expect that there's 7,000 people standing in front of me also waiting for that. I understand I'm coming from a privileged point of view, but every single side and angle has to be taken into account. Unfortunately, the world is getting smaller and smaller because more and more countries are impossible to live in. Men are ruining the world at a pace that we cannot keep up with. And so forcing people to flee from their homes and come to the beacon of light in the world, America. In conclusion, the system is broken and flawed and depending on who's running the system seems to bring out the best and worst of people at all times. I don't think illegal immigration is cut and dry and every case is independent of another. Unfortunately, who's got the time to go over millions of people's individual cases? Uh, and that's why we need this bill. And it's all going to be politicized now. Regardless. That's right. It's done. The what are we to do? Dead in the water. Brandy and I have discussed this many times and have thought of so many genius ways of dealing with immigration. Everything from an international immigration tribunal, something like the United Nations, to spreading people more around the country and those states getting federal funding for doing so. Imagine creating immigrant communities all over the country, all over the world, that have startup funding and backing. And perhaps these communities bring back manufacturing, or organic farming, or or, 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 the possibilities are endless, as long as men aren't in charge. 
I am left feeling very, very upset and drained just from these two days of research. Can you imagine what it's like to live in these border towns or be a 20-something-year-old reservist who has to work on the border or the immigrant him or herself fleeing from, let's just say, Jalisco, Mexico, where the cartels are constantly raping women and blackmailing regular people and make their lives hell, and all they want to do is go somewhere peaceful and safe? There's no easy answers, but I do believe there are steps to be taken to be able to handle people effectively, proactively, efficiently, and humanely. The immigration debate as we know it is merely a political tool exploited by both sides, but mainly the Republicans, I would argue, and getting to the root of the, of the evil is a lifelong, if not generational, pursuit. And while we do that, we have to handle the problem that is right in front of us. I do want to say and urge everyone, this is an election year. You're going to have all your families. We all have the wing of our family who's conservative, Republican, whatever it is. We have older people, you know, in our lives that have that aren't used to immigration or whatever, whatever you're dealing with, we all have it. We all have discrimination in our families. Just really, really, really try. You're not going to get people to not vote for Trump. You're not going to get your families right. to not be Republican. But really, 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 at least in any um, calm, rational way, just try and inform these people that an issue that's being politicized, it's, it's politicized as a lie. It isn't true this isn't a democrat this isn't because of the democrats it isn't because of the republicans and like if nothing else let's at least try and appreciate america as a melting pot and direct the blame where it belongs which is dangerous cartels and men in other countries and america as a place for innocent people to try to come and be safe mm-hmm uh, agreed. We have to face this issue with an open mind and heart while understanding and grasping, though, that there is rule of law, justice, and process. We all live in the world, and we should make whatever immigration law exactly how we would want it if we were in that position. God knows I'm dying to swim up the Thames and seek asylum, but it just doesn't work like that. But it also just doesn't seem that complicated. The hardest and mo most rigorous step of all is the first one. And if we can just take that step, if we can just vote people in who are willing to sit down and face the truth and roll up their sleeves and look at this as a problem to solve for the betterment of all humanity and not their own virtue signaling or racism, to be able to look at what's best for the United States and its land and its citizens, as well as try and figure out how to best help someone fleeing violence or extreme poverty, strip all that away and stand in front of it with radical acceptance, we might stand a chance. To admit there's a problem is not an admission of failure. It's a declaration of change. So we cannot be afraid of change. We are overpopulated, under-resourced, understaffed, overwhelmed, and have to find a way to work with other countries in order to spread people around and create societies of immigrants that can flourish and be free and safe and educated. But first we have to start at home and start teaching people that it's okay to say something's broken or needs fixing. Yes, we are a country of immigrants, but we are also a country of people and animals and land and resources. And we live in a global community and we have to think critically and realistically and stop blaming and start getting real.
So that's it for this episode of our Dumb Gay Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to our Stupid Stupid Podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about dumb gay world events or immigration or whatever it may be, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. It's an election year. It's going to get hairy. We're going to be rangy and fucking annoyed, okay? Um, Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. We do three a week, every week. They post at 10 a.m. Pacific times, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. They're all an hour. There's no politics. There's no ads. There's no interviews. There's no structure. There's no spoken word op-eds. There's no rules. It's supposed to be stress-free, mindless fun. If you're on the fence, consider just doing one a week. That's $4 a month. That's cheaper than every fucking, every person does $5. It's $4 a month. You'll get one hour podcast a week that will come out every Wednesday. We do the wrong side of the takes. Once Patreon's Got Talent is over, on Wednesdays, we're going to do the wrong side of the takes Mm -hmm. where we talk about Kanye's fucking girlfriend and her big titties (laughs) and a big fucking leather thing covering her head. We do it all. We're going to talk about the takes. So that's what we're doing on Wednesdays. Just try it. Four dollars a month. I'm It'll so excited to be on the wrong side of the take. You know what I mean? You know that's my favorite place yeah, to be. Yeah, well, we we, it, we we land there naturally. <laughs> and you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a week. You get one podcast a week for one dollar, three podcasts a week for two dollars, and for those of you who love video, you can get three video podcasts a week for three dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. There's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all our most popular episodes, but a lot of people like to start at our very first Patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up till now. There's a link to a free episode in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. You can go to the Facebook account called All Things Julian Brandy and ask the moderator, Matt, how to join our Patreon. He's super helpful and there to help you that's what super helpful means huh weird uh we know streaming platforms are confusing but once you join the people in our patreon community are also very helpful they really really are um there's a chat function on the app where you can post questions pictures of your dogs your cats (laughs) how do i fucking do this what where's this episode everybody answers everybody everybody talks to everybody it's not fucking negative it's not fucking toxic it's not fucking being mean it's just living and connecting and laughing. That's what we want to do. That's what we want you to do. We believe in you. We want you to subscribe. <laughs> new year, new cue. Okay? New year, new, new cue. cue. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And hopefully reformed. Let's reform it. How'd you do, I? See you've met, man faithful hand in hand he's just a little brought down because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man don't get strung up by the way i look don't judge a book by its cover i'm not much of a man by the light of day but by night i'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you around Maybe 
play or sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual, that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man. With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 